Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. Eddie, this place is great. <laughs> they don't have any of these games at the Mirage. Pick a number. I, I'm great at that. Coin toss. Eddie, these are my games. Give me 20 bucks. Monday at 10, NBC 15's Rebecca Wells talks with teens about sex. Taking the virginity pledge, Monday night on NBC 15 News, covering the coast. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustave Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. A few weeks ago, we had a request. You need to introduce. Hold on a second. Don't tell me what to do. I can edit this to make it sound like whatever <laughs> I want you to do. So thank you, sir. Now, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast of three guys. And once again, we are a man short, but a good friend of our shit butt family. Good dude. Best dude. Well, no, Ginsburg gets best dude. So you get second best. I'm okay with that. It's all right. Jay Cranfield is with us. Thank you, Mr. Cranfield, for joining us. I'm real uh, Gustav Monteblanc. I'm Heavy Longmire. And you can always find us uh, on Twitter at Real Gustav. You can find me at Longmire Heavy. I'm at Jay Cranfield. And you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. And you can find us on sundry items, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. We have our own Reddit sub subreddit. How's and that going? We, wow. we now have Snapchat. Nice. Whoa. Have you done anything? I, I with don't it? know how to use it and I've sent things to just the normal cadre of Queen of the North on that. Oh, she's she, on it. She, don't no, no, yeah, on yeah, it for yeah. us. Like get her to run, to that run for it for us or something. So but I I right now I just communicate with her, Toledo, KJ, and Jordan James. Through Snapchat? Through Snapchat. And Travis. What are you taking pictures of shit or something? I, you know, just of like I took a picture of the Christmas parade I was at today. Okay. And I said, this is what a Christmas parade looks like in a one horse town. And it was a lady's butt. Mm. And then it was, I was sent another one. I enjoyed it. Okay. My standards are questionable at times. And then I took a picture of a Shetland pony pulling a little uh, pony cart with the butt still in front of it. Ah, okay. I said, well, and this is what it looks like when it's a tiny one horse town. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how to, I mean, I, I know how to physically use it. I don't know how to use it, and I still don't know what the hell it's good for. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, except dick, dick pics, maybe. I mean, is it is it pics and videos? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but again, they're just there for yeah. a couple of seconds. I'm not really a take a lot of pictures or whatever kind of guy. So well, but you have to take it right then. Yeah. So it's not like oh, I can take this and then I can send it to you. Yeah. yeah. It's I got to take this right now and send it to you. Yeah. I don't. It's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to, to put us out there across all platforms that we can. It's good to grow the brand. I want to grow that right. brand. And right now I've got excellent interaction with my core five or six people that we would right. normally have excellent interaction with all day well, long you know, on Twitter. It's speaking of growing the brand. It's got me thinking a lot and I got to thinking about, you know, the success that KJ and Clay have had getting, uh, you know, joining the moving blowout, on up, moving on up, the big come up, joining blowout pod. You know, and they have, you know, have had for a while have had uh, sponsors. They do have sponsors, fake sponsors, sure. But now with blowout, they'll have to toe the line and, and use uh, the real sponsors. So that set me on a journey across the nine hundred three, across the nine, across the nine hundred three, across time and space, or just physical the nine hundred three. Uh. Because there's not All a lot three. of there's not a lot of commerce in the 903. It's very unique commerce. It's poor. I mean, unless it's meth. Yeah, but you know, in the backwoods of East Texas, somewhere between Naples and Hugh Springs, 
Uh, come again. What was that last one? Hugh Springs. Okay, thank you. Hugh Springs? Yeah. I found a company that was willing to endorse us. Somehow, I don't think that this is true in any way, shape, or form. Okay. They gave me a... We're still negotiating terms and this stuff. This is so made up. All right. Terms. So here we go. He did. He was trying to find the word copy. Yeah. For, but he couldn't. Do you suffer from occasional or frequent constipation? If so, you need to try Bill Bailey's Bow Busters. The patented formula from Bill Bailey is steeped in 903 tradition and folklore and has provided generations of good country folk with instant constipation relief. And I do mean instant, so make sure you have access to indoor plumbing before use. So remember, if your BMs are a little lackluster, try a bottle of Bill Bailey's Bow Buster. Bill Bailey's Bow Buster is not approved by the FDA, nor does it claim responsibility for injuries, ruined furniture, or other upholstered items. Thank now, you. this is totally made up, because when we were kids, we used to say Bill Bailey's Bow Buster is the pill that will when you won't. The pill that will when you won't. Nice. <laughs> I think the the indoor plumbing may be the biggest barrier in the in the 903. So have you ever used an outhouse? I have. My great grandparents at their house in Celeste, Texas, which is in the 903. Yes, it is. They did mm-hmm. not when I was this is probably when I'm like 6, 7 years old, so early 80s. They did not have indoor plumbing at that time. So I have used an outhouse oh, wow. and used one when it's like 25 degrees outside. So yeah. there's definitely a sweeter spot for temperature for outhouses. When it's super hot, oh, that's it's, even worse. It's, it's awful. Mm. But the pro tip is to have the seat that you carry with you. True. So you keep the seat inside during the winter. True. Keep it warm. You keep it warm, then you take it out. Now, the old timers, they did not go out. You used a... A, not a bedpan, but a like a, a basin. It, well, it, and I can't remember. I can't even believe I'm forgetting it. But you'll see them at antique stores all the mm-hmm. time. So they're enamelware, mm-hmm. and they'll have a lid. Yeah, and the it, something. Oh, shit, what they call that? I the, can't remember. Something pot. My mom, the, the chamber pot. Chamber pot. Oh. And you'll see them all the time. And I always question how many of these ladies that are buying them up. At Canton or wherever, actually know. actually know what it was. Now, my mom collects all that kind of stuff, not just shit chamber related, pumps. but chamber yeah, pots. nothing but chamber pots. <laughs> <laughs> Worst collection, collection ever. of chamber wow. pots. No, she collects all kinds of stuff, but she does have some chamber pots, and I'm always you ever shitting one. I've not shitting one. No, yeah, do it. I, I have shat in a bedpan though. I think. Yeah, but I'm why? Not sh- were you in the hospital? It was in the hospital, yeah. Okay, well, that's different. That's, yeah. that still it count. counts. I mean, remember one time Gustav told me when him and Mrs. Montblanc first got married, she was getting ready in the bathroom one morning and he woke up and like they had one, the other bathroom didn't work or something like that was under. It's not, I don't and, know uh, where this is going because we always had and, uh, two working bathrooms. He, uh, he had to go and I know it was a bit, but it was just so funny because I could picture it. And she was in the bathroom getting ready so he couldn't go in there and he just, he had to go. Had to go. Yeah. So he squatted over the litter box and shit in the litter box. <laughs> that is not true in any way, shape, or form. That is not true. Ah. I've I've never shat in a litter box. <laughs> oh, I swear you told me that one time. I, 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 and I, I maybe it was a kidding. joke. Uh, yeah, it was a joke. But I, now I have the imagery of that with all of our outdoor activities. I have shat. Outside many times, oh, yeah. you know, in well, like many different places. Camping or something, you know, I just, kind of a necessity. Uh, probably, there's been times where you're just out where there was no other yeah. recourse, not yeah. just camping. You'd be out working in a pasture or something. And, and there's just nothing else around you. you know, I'm just going to, you know, it's, it's a long way to. Got to walk over to a, underneath the cedar tree. And, yeah, and just kind of do your business. Kick your little cat hole with your boot heel. And <laughs> I got locked out of the house as a kid and just had to drop one in the backyard one time like a dog. Sure. Sure. Uh, I've probably done one in a horse stall too. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Now, I did not mean for this to go here, but I do recall a story from someone about a Devil's Bowl Speedway urinal. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I can recall that. Have uh, you ever heard that story? I've heard that story. Where, yeah, I never heard uh, it. A young young lad at the Devil Bowl Speedway needed to go really bad, 
and maybe there was somebody in the stall. There was only one stall. A single stall, and the person was occupado. And so the young lad had no ch- choice but to drop it into the trough urinal. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just left it there for it to slowly deteriorate throughout the night's festivities. Just pee on that sun, it'll go away. And no, nobody's, nobody walked in and nobody was caught, apprehended. I tip my hat to that young child. I wonder how old the child balls. was. Uh, I believe he was roughly eight years old. Okay. Eight to nine, maybe. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Speaking of, uh, of child bathroom habits, male child. When's it acceptable for you to stop pulling your pants all the way down below your ass when you take a piss? All the way to your ankles? Right. Yeah. Because I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> Man, I would, yeah. I would think around six, you should, you should be able to control this yeah. stuff. I would think when you start kindergarten, you should know not to drop them. Yeah. All the way that's to your more, ankles. Yeah. Well, but I remember I'm, some I, kids. Yeah. When we were. <laughs> there were plenty. There were plenty that could still not manage that. That's one of those things that... You gotta do that just as a bit. <laughs> it is. Next <laughs> well, speaking of bits, do you remember, uh, uh the wives and I, you and I went to see Bob Dylan at Reunion Arena. Uh-huh. RIP Reunion Arena. Yep. And we got there fairly early. 2001. Sure, whatever. 2002. And he and I head to the bathroom and we follow proper etiquette. And there's a whole row of urinals. And these are the urinals that don't have any divider between yeah. them. It's just a bunch of single urinals. But a urinal space in between there everybody. There is a space between everybody. Yeah. And there's probably like 15 of them lined up. And so he and I literally are at opposite ends. That's what you're supposed to do. And this older gentleman comes in. You remember this? I don't. And we are observing radio silence, as you should. Old guy comes in. He's whistling along. He tapped you on the foot, didn't he? No, no. <laughs> but he gets about smack dab in the middle of us, which is okay because he's falling. Right. He's parsed out as mm-hmm. it should be. Except he pulls down his and not, I don't. He didn't pull it ass down, but he's standing too far away from the urinal, and he's got like this straight. I mean, I could see it out of my corner of my eye. I don't remember this at all. And you can see it too because we started laughing. He's standing there with like a straight four inch dick pissing with his hands on his hips. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I think he's farting too as he does it. Yeah. And we, <laughs> you know, uh. snickering and we just kind of stay heads down and finish and he beats us out, you know, and goes on. But he was proud of his little, uh, straight shot dick. Yeah. He was, I can't believe you don't remember I that. Don't I realize it's that. a long time. Yeah. But he had hands on his hips, stepped far enough away where everybody could see it and did his business. Go. I guess he won. I mean, we looked and we laughed. Yeah. So he got his, right. whatever he's looking for. Right. I think the age is different for everybody, but there's an age at some point where you just do not care anymore. Right. You just yeah. Let it hang out and. Yeah. And, and you see that at the gym. You know, the, there'll be the old guys that just fortunately naked yeah. and just don't give a rat's ass. I had a client that had a really nice gym on their physical campus that they ran in addition to their normal business. And they let me sign up for it. And I would change in my car instead of going into the locker room because yeah. it was nothing but old men that I would have to deal with mm. professionally. Right. Walking around naked and I don't need, I need that separation where I don't want to, I mean, I may be imagining what the ladies look like naked. I don't need to know what the men look like naked. Right. It's a difference. Yeah. I would, and it was in a cold, cold climate up in Michigan and I would change out in my car. Saginaw? No, not Saginaw. Okay. Like you even know where Saginaw is. Saginaw, Michigan. Knowing the <laughs> city and the state does not count as knowing where it's, it is. It's in the northern part of Michigan. Along the lake. It's actually... That's kind of a You do know there's two lakes, It's actually on the east. What's the lake on the east I'm not helping you out. You're the geography wizard right uh, now that knows all about Michigan. Superior? Don't look at me. It's along the lake there. I can tell you you're all wrong. Erie. Lake Erie. I'm just taking a shot. It's on the eastern shore. It is Erie. See? All right. So, (laughs) you're happy with yourself. You know. You know, 
You're happy with your Bill Bailey Bowel Buster Whatever. made up copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Heavy won that. I'm not, just as a third party arbitrator. Sure, here, sure he mediator. did. Sure yeah. he did. All right. So you've been busy with your little notebook. And as I mentioned, I went to a Christmas uh, parade today and it was pretty lackluster. Yeah. It was at one of the smaller towns, even by 903 standards. I mean, they have a stoplight. So it's, yeah, doesn't a flashing light, but it's still small. I'm beaten down by the Christmas parade. <sighs> yeah. And you haven't reached it yet, Mr. Cranfield, where your kids are old enough to be involved in things that they have to go to the Christmas parade. Right. But it's coming. Oh. And I don't I know. I'm a fan of the parade in general. Maybe not at the, uh, in the big city maybe, but in the small town, that's a big deal. Yeah. You get rooked into you the grew Christmas in a small parade. small town, didn't you? Uh, I mean, I grew up, I grew up in North Richland Hills. Oh, okay. Never so heard. I have a uh, family that is okay. small town, so I spent okay. lots of time there, yeah, the, but not, the parade, not growing up. And what's interesting enough, even as a big a deal as it is now, it's not near as big a deal as it was when we were a kid. Yeah. You had your homecoming parade. Yeah, you had you more had a, parades. It, what, didn't they have a Thanksgiving parade too? Didn't I don't remember Christmas Thanksgiving. Parade? There's always Christmas and the homecoming parade. That was a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Now, homecoming parade wasn't that bad because unless you were in the school activity, mm-hmm. I don't think as much got locked into that. But man, that Christmas parade. You'd have to be... It was like, what's the Chevy Chase movie where they move up north? Spies Like Us? No. Move up north. Funny Funny Farm. Farm. Funny Farm. Funny Farm. It was almost like Funny Farm where the whole town participates in the Christmas parade. Yeah. And there's always lots of horses taking shits everywhere. Yeah. And then the poor, you know, if somebody's got the good sense to put the horses in the back, it's not that bad, but... There's always seems like one's leading it, carrying the flag, and yeah. not, the poor marching bands got to dodge yeah. horse shit everywhere, and then people riding on the hoods of cars. Remember how that used yep. to be? Yeah. I found a picture when I was over at my parents looking at their old stuff, and it's somebody driving like a 1970 uh, Charger or something, obviously goosing it, and people are holding on for dear life in the <laughs> homecoming parade. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that might be our uh, our image for this week's episode, uh, but yeah, that that Christmas parade was always it's cold and you have to go. I don't know why you, know, you have to go. Especially being from a, a poor town, you know, they'd always decorate downtown Christmas decorations. Right. And even in the early '80s, it was the same decorations they've been using since 1968. Oh probably. yeah, no, no new money had come into that, so it was just pitiful looking. And the '80s and, uh, were hard because. At that time, the square was dying. Yeah, that's when Walmart was moving in. Killing all the downtown businesses. So you got these places that had been in business forever closing their doors. And times were tough in the 80s, man. In the early 80s. Yeah. It was tough time. Or 70s. Yeah. Because when did Walmart open? 81 or 80? Probably that first. Yeah, probably about 81. It's the first one we got. The demise of the small town Walmart. Is your sister still anti-Walmart? I know she was I, there for a while. I believe so. Not yeah. shopping at Walmart she or anything. Shop at, all, at Walmart. Put her foot down. They'll shop at Target though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shop at Target. Cause that's way better. Right. Yeah, totally different. You know. So you got this Christmas, uh. Yes, I, people were, uh, I popped off and mentioned that I did dabble in Christmas poetry. That is a genre of on itself. And, uh, so serious right now. Yeah. So uh, I did write a Christmas story for our listeners. To Nancy. <laughs> for the holiday season. All right. Y'all ready? Uh, I was born ready. All right. Now. now okay. I'm totally, totally set. All right. Gather around, kids. Everybody get Austin. Gather around, son. Don't forget Tom. Tom, Uncle Heavy's going to tell you a, a Christmas story. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and in the can-you-hear-me garage, Ty was drinking brown drink. We were waiting on Gustav. He said he'd be here by seven, Heavy said with a sigh. "'Well, at least we have a full bottle of brown drink,' Ty said with a buzzed twinkle in his eye. We had heard tell of strange doings going on around town, but passed it off as a drifter, or a drunk hobo, or maybe a killer clown. When out in the street there arose such a clatter, Heavy and Ty ran out the garage to see what was the matter. Away to the driveway they ran throwing dirt, 
They stood in the darkness and took off their shirts. <laughs> Show yourself, Heavy yelled into the night. You've done found yourself a 903 fight. The moon high in night sky looked like a mold. They stood there shirtless <laughs> with hard nipples. The winter air was cold. When all of a sudden, what should appear? It was Gustav walking up the street, dragging a deer. I found this some bitch down by the pool. There were seven more, but they ran into the woods. As Gustav drew closer, he slowed his walk. Y'all won't believe this, but this deer can talk. Ty laughed so hard, he spit out his drink. Heavy said, I've heard of this. Let's waterboard it and see what it thinks. <laughs> the deer looked scared as he stumbled to his feet. His captors looked crazy, like they might be from the 903. Let's cut off a hoof, Ty smiled and drunkenly said. Gustav replied, let's teabag him. You know, put our nuts on his head. <laughs> let's see what he knows, Heavy declared, and grabbed a roll of duct tape and tied him to a chair. Wait a minute, the deer began to cry. I'm one of you, said the deer with a tear in his eye. I was sent by my boss to find out y'all's ways. I've been programmed to spy by night and by day. Gustav yelled, a spy, a spy. Who is this boy? It's not one, it's two, the brothers Saroy. <laughs> Damn it, Heavy screamed and started to cussing. They're not really Lithuanian. I knew it. They're goddamn Russians. <laughs> Calm down, Heavy, said Ty, as he took control so cool. We need to kill him right now and make him into a stew. When all of a sudden, not to be stifled, Gustav reached into his pants and pulled out a phallic-shaped assault rifle. Obviously. Heavy and Ty looked on in dismay as Gustav said, I'm sorry, but it has to be this way. The deer, it did bellow. The stone it was cast, the carnage that ensued was truly a gas. With fear of his cover blown, Gustav processed the carcass and wrapped it all up in one-pound vacuum-sealed packages marked for us. They recorded their show like nothing had happened, with jokes and witticisms and lots of knee-slapping. They looked at each other with an approving nod, and as they signed off, said Merry Christmas from the Can You Hear Me pod. Well, that was very impressive. Thank you. Thank I you. do believe that if you wrote that in school now, you would be marked as emotionally disturbed and yeah. <laughs> seek some additional counseling. But I want to thank all of our listeners and uh, wish, them, wish them a Merry Christmas, even though I'm not sure that was conveyed through the uh, full extent of me slaughtering the uh, unfortunate Lithuanians, but... That's that's quite the 903 Christmas. I like the uh let's teabag him, you know, <laughs> put our nuts on his head. <laughs> oh so, lord. The teabagging thing the other day, of course he goes to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, well we're a professional podcaster, I mean. My my boys the other day were messing around and apparently in online gaming, you can teabag someone. Oh. Does it now, mean something different? Well, that's what what got into the problem was that they were wrestling, and one of them squatted on the other one and said, "I teabagged you." In and real I'm, life, they're real wrestling. life. <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on a minute!" Oh shit! Heavy is clutching his chest, Fred oh. Sanford style here. <laughs> Oh, Give him a Lord. minute to pull himself back together. So I'm like, whoa, wh what do you mean? What did you just say? Kids, we do not teabag each other. No, and no, like, you know, not in this house. Game. And so what it amounts to is on these online games, there's almost all, and especially like Battlefield or Call <laughs> of Duty or something, you hit the squat controller, like you're ducking to yeah. not get shot. Well, they go over a, after they've shot somebody, and they stand over them and squat, so it's like they're teabagging. <laughs> but because my kids are sheltered, for the most part, which is still, you know, one of the great ironies in life, 
they don't realize what teabagging is. So Mrs. Gustav by now has heard. <laughs> and she and I have to have a frank, open conversation. About teabagging? About teabagging <laughs> with our children and how we're not going to teabag anybody. <laughs> we do not teabag in this house, young man. No. So, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Not at school, not at yeah. church. Uh, Don't, let's not be. I gotta wipe tears out of my wow. eyes here. I'm laughing so hard. Well, you know, Heavy's got girls, so I don't think he's gonna have to have this conversation, but you've got two boys. Yeah, I have two boys. So eventually, yeah. you can learn You're gonna have to, to talk to him about the, the Gustav yeah. book. That's, it's good, yeah. I'm gonna be the one that have to have that conversation. Cause, cause my wife is, Far less innocent now than, you know, sure. She once was, you know, with age and time going by, but I wouldn't be surprised if you said the term teabagging, if she might be like, I don't, I don't really know, not really sure. Well, Mrs. Gustav knew right away. Yeah. Cause Mrs. Gustav is pretty much on par with me. She can hold her own. Who was the politician that got riled up? I think it was in the 2012 midterm elections when the Tea Party guys were all the Tea Party politicians were making a big splurge running for stuff. And one of these politicians like, we're going to go to Washington and we're going to teabag uh, the White House. Yeah, remember, I can't remember. But not, you know, not knowing what it well, meant? They, been, not knowing not what it knowing. meant. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I remember yeah. John Stewart making a yeah. big deal and he was like, I don't think he knows what it means. That would be a really big set of nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. But possibly mission accomplished <laughs> by this point. Uh, the... Now you you mentioned your wife and we do not know your wife so you can draw you boundaries. You want to be sure and keep her away. Yeah, if you want to. From Gustav. What, please keep her away from Ty. Yeah, that'd probably. I be. mean, that's that's a handsome man right there. When did you and your wife get together? Was it in college or where we met? Uh huh. Uh yeah, it was in college. Okay. Through just kind of mutual friends gotcha. and stuff. Right. Well, yeah. That's that's good. Through an good online stuff. dating site. <laughs> so. Farmersonly.com. Like, yeah. So this is, uh, I was asking that to try to avoid any bear trap. And so now I have full steam. I can go in. <laughs> All right. You mentioned the true love waits. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And in the last email, in the last said, email, yeah. which we always appreciate emails. You can email us at can you hear me pod at gmail.com. Ding. We're a little bit older than you. Just a little bit. A couple of years. And we think that we were ahead of the, the True Love Waits movement. Like, we were already in college, I think, when that came along. Yeah. So did you actually get trapped into that? I don't know. Or just affected by it? Affected by it. If you're asking me, did I ever physically sign a card that essentially said... Yes. You know, it said True Love Waits on it and, you know, had some other... Some would say propaganda. Others would say message or scripture on it. Yes, I have <laughs> signed one. I mean, I don't know where the thing is now. The damn thing was laminated. I mean, this was wow. just a scratch piece of <laughs> They're paper. serious. Yeah, it was serious. So is this a, was this a certain denomination or a company that started this? What you was know, it? I don't know. Cause um, I remember when it was, and I, you know. I, I grew up, I mean, still attend, but I grew up in the Baptist church. Right. As did I. And where this was, put the old John Hancock on it, was at a, uh, Disciple Now weekend. If you're okay. familiar with that whole process, no, I mean, no they didn't have that in mind. It's basically like a weekend where you know they do Is that like guys a, and girls are separate, but you know a family hosts it, and there's usually someone who is either the youth pastor or someone along those types of lines that'll. It's just kind of like a Bible study weekend, gotcha. right? But then when you're not doing that, it's just a group of say eight, ten kids of the same age that are just. Goofing around, playing video sure. games, you know, whatever. But that was just, that was one of the, for the whole theme for the weekend, that was a topic. And it was relevant because of our age. Right, we were, right, because it's so dog. Was, I, I'm just, I'm picturing the moment, and I'm sorry, but I have Rodney Carrington stand-up images running through my mind where he talks about the church stuff. But was it one of these things to where they have you, they've kind of got you pinned up in a group, and they pull these cards out yeah. and talk about it. Okay, now I want each one of you to come down and sign your card. Uh, and so it's one of those like, well, fuck, you I got can't, to. Yeah, I you're can't locked the only in. one. It wasn't, and, and I can, I remember it, but not like 100% clearly. But it wasn't that as far as like, okay, here's the yeah, one by one in front of the whole group here, come down and do it. It was more like we've concluded this lesson, and then you know now you transition into. It was usually like a 
ping pong tournament or something right. like that. And then, you know, everybody goes to bed or whatever. It was more, we're done with the lesson. And then here are these. And if you're willing at this point to make this commitment type of thing. Right. But it was, from what I remember, it was pretty casual. Yeah. It wasn't like, you wasn't like a hard alter, altar call at the end of a revival or yeah, something. Yeah, and it wasn't, hey, if you don't sign this, you're burning in hell or your dick's going to fall off or something like that. It was just, hey, after this message, this is something you're comfortable committing to, you know, commit to it. So I have, I did sign one and I guess best way to put it was committed to that long term. But I think when I sent that email, one of the comments Gustav has was, uh, like, yeah, you know, but it wasn't that difficult for me because there wasn't exactly a line out the door. Exactly. Yeah. Same, same thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have signed a, a stack yeah, of them and it right. wouldn't have mattered. It you know, I was, <laughs> I mean, as I went through high school and everything, I was always the kid who, you know, may have been like a senior in high school, but looked like I was about 15. Gotcha. So yeah, I was not like fighting them off of me or anything like gotcha. that. So. I was smaller than I am now and scrawnier, to quote Mrs. Gustav the other day. Yeah, you were scrawny. I was scrawny, and I had, <laughs> we all had mullets to some extent, because that's just what you had. We didn't call them mullets. I don't know no, if you, you just had haircuts. Had haircuts. <laughs> and I was out literally in a barn making Lakota dance clothes or yeah, something, yeah. or, you know, something crazy. So yeah, I was out Black there smithing. blacksmithing or making, doing some woodworking. Yeah. So it was not drawing the chicks in. And no, the, I mean, and the ones that it, were interested in that were busy getting plowed by other guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, oh, they'll I talk was, to you, but they're not the right. I was uh, big into the uh, you know video games, and as Ty would attest, watching hours and hours of college basketball to then be able to make references you know, right. 25, 30 years later. Well, that's where Ty wins, because Ty can make those references too, but yeah. he was busy. Uh, yeah. He was, also he was, he was knocking them down. He was knocking them down. Yeah. Good old Ty. Good for Ty. Good for Ty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, line them up and knock them down. Well, now this, he can do that as a woman. Now that he's yeah, exactly. or, or or best of both worlds. I'm not sure yeah. he's going all the way. Yeah. He may just be keeping. I hope he gets some tits put on him. <laughs> Have you ever seen the story? And I, I need to do the research because I've t- I've told my kids about it. That's the kind of parent I am. There was a back a high stakes backgammon gambler in Las Vegas that bet something about he had to get a pair of tits for a year for like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I've heard this story, and he got them, and he yeah. kept them. <laughs> Hell. And he's like, he's, he may, he may, he makes you look spelt. Oh, okay. I mean, he's not, a, I was gonna say, when you're man. at a certain size. Right. Shit. Might as well get a good pair put on. But he got, got him anyway. He got, you know, he did it and got and the like $50,000. Lay it home and squeeze on them and <laughs> get them big enough. You can lick them. <laughs> Shit. Not have to leave the house. This was supposed to be our Christmas episode. Oh. Yeah. It really took a took a nosedive. This bigger story is not that there's high stakes backgammon gambling. Well, that there. didn't strike me. <laughs> is yeah. That, yeah, I've never played backgammon. I neither. What, I, I'm I, not even for sure that I'm so know what that one is. Is that dice? There's dice, and then there's and like there's, brown and white stripes or, or on a board. opposite colors. So there's it's the one that has like the almost Harlequin board look where it's the okay diamonds. Yeah, and it's usually in a little case that you fold right. up. Okay. Yeah, it's. I own backgammon, but I would be hard pressed to engage anybody. Now, what was the game of it? The two times I've ever set, I hadn't thought about this. The two times I've ever set foot in a casino, I've been with you. Yeah, I guess so. Only two times. Yeah, I don't gamble. I'm not a gambler. Not a gambler. Me getting out of bed every morning is a big enough gamble. Okay. We went on a walking out of the house is a gamble. All right. The couples we went on a trip to Shreveport together. Great trip. Had a great time. Yeah. And then he got married out in Vegas, and so we went out there for that. Yeah. And when uh, it came time for the dinner that night, we went to a real fancy steakhouse. Yeah. And I looked at the menu, and I was like, I can't, I can't order this stuff. This yeah. is too much. Because I know Mrs. Longmire's parents too, and I felt bad, so I ordered the cheapest sirloin. 
and everything yeah, was all they were paying million. for everything. They were paying for everything, and you know they're still coming out. Gonna get the Salisbury steak. <laughs> they're coming out way far ahead anyway because they're not having to pay for a reception oh, or yeah. anything. But I'm still like I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. that's my nine oh three right mentality, and everything was all a cart, so I didn't get anything with it. I had steak and whatever kind of crappy focaccia or whatever bread was on the table and water. It wasn't a good steak. It wasn't that good either. Yeah. No. I love the casino, but I turn into moron idiot like the instant I go through the door. I've I've been asked to leave more than one casino. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it was usually the first time it was a group of us. And it wasn't me that led to being asked to leave Shreveport in the middle of the day. Wow. It was, it was a friend who fell into a wall and then into a trash can. Mm. And it they asked us to leave. And then my recent baseball trip, we went to Baltimore. Yes, I wasn't the- asked to leave, but when we were leaving and I was making a lot of talk about, hey, let's head over to the tables, there were a couple people who said, uh, you guys don't need to go gamble with, with that guy right now. You need to wow. go ahead and head home. I, I can't. What are you doing, I mean, Jay? I can't imagine. You talking you, shit or what? Uh, or are you drinking? Uh, well, the most recent time, I didn't even gamble. We were just watching the Texas Notre Dame game, and I was all caught up in excitement. And brown drink was uh, flowing. Yeah, and I was basically sprinting a marathon, and I don't remember a whole lot. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Well, it it was an unfortunate night. I didn't. I didn't uh, sign a, a, a true. No excessive knob creek and coke card at any point <laughs> in, my, in my life. So I, I thought that was standard issue in the Baptist uh, congregations. Well, it, it was Baptist that turned to non-denominational. That it, what I grew up. Uh, so there's a little go. flexibility on the whiskey and Coors Light front. I, my first the trip to Shreveport. That was I actually won some money there. We went in my truck. Yep, and I had it. Cause I was like nervous. I mean, I gambled like it, you know, hillbilly party funk. Oh yeah, you know, like a broken bow, Oklahoma. Oh like, no, no, like I can, like, no, like you like, know, shooting dice in the bed oh, of a truck. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gotcha. Or every once in a while, somebody'd have an actual craps table. Yeah, have yeah. A, there was one of our acquaintances that had a portable fold-up craps table nice. that at parties you could unfold yeah. it in the bed of a truck. And, I mean, it was nice. It or the, or the barn. That. Certainly the barn. played in the barn. Or we play card games and stuff. Yeah, you know. Hearts and you know spades, gotcha. war, yeah, war, war. But yeah, I think I won. I had it figured in my head because the rooms were comped. Y'all had free rooms, if I'm remembering right. I don't remember. I, I maybe I don't know. And I had it worked in my head that this weekend was going to cost me three hundred bucks. Right. So I got on the blackjack table and I got up to three twenty. Yeah. Pulled my chips. Cut it off. Cashed it out. I said I'm going to go wait in the lobby when y'all get through with what you're doing. This was the next morning and we spent the night there. So when y'all get Take your time. Yeah. I don't mind when you get through. I'll be sitting out there. I'm done. I've, I'm ahead of them. That's all I want. Because I know is. my, I, yeah. yeah, I know my personality. Yeah. I don't need to be a gambler. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't gamble very much. In fact, it's been a long time since we have. Typically, I'll say, okay, I got this much that I'm willing to lose, and I'm cheap in general, so I'm. It's not a real high number. Mrs. Gustav usually offsets me. Yeah. Doing, she can play blackjack fairly well, but a lot of times it'll just be on slots and she'll just, I might lose a couple hundred dollars playing craps and she'll come up and she's won 220, you know, on slots. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Now, oddly enough, my blessed mother loves your mother casinos. Yes. Really? In fact, dad has to, dad takes her and he sits and reads shitty Western novels on his Kindle. While she gambles. gambles. (laughs) Also, slot machines. Yeah, slots, yeah. 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 I know there's something with age and slot machines. Because my my mom loves to go to Windstar, same thing. Just plays the slot machines. My dad just throw like 20 bucks or something and what happened. Lose it, win, whatever, and he's kind of done. She'll sit there for hours. Now, mine are funny because they live in Texas, but they will not go to the closer one a lot of time. And they'll go to some smaller satellite, cause you know, the Choctaws have got right. multiple yeah. things. They'll go to something smaller. And now sometimes they'll incorporate work and dad'll make a delivery yeah. or something and do it. But, you know, yeah, that, it's, it's a regular thing for them. Have you ever, you know, cause we're used to, you know, in this area, 
you've got Choctaw, which is nice. You've got Windstar, which is, you know, big. Right. Still Biggest supposedly the, in the world. Yeah, that blows my mind. And then even over there north of Paris, the Choctaws have that yep. one. And it's, it's small, but it's, it's kind of nice yeah. looking. Have you ever been further west along the Red River and crossed? No, but I've been further north and gotten all the Choctaw satellite stuff. I mean, real satellite mm-hmm. stuff. There was tiny stuff. When Mrs. Uh, Longmire's grandmother died. Stopped to play a few, eight, pull eight a few or nine handles. years ago. We drove out. The funeral was over across the river north of Wichita Falls over in Comanche territory. <laughs> and, uh, Comanche. He's fighting Quanta Parker yeah. as he goes. So we cross the river, get into Indian territory. It ain't much of a river at that point. No, nah, it's just a dry creek bed. And we, we turn down this road and it's, you know, you see signs, you know, welcome to the Comanche Nation, kind of like you do. Welcome yeah. to the Choctaw, Choctaw Nation, and Chickasaw, Chickasaw Nation, right. all that stuff. Well, they're, they're not doing quite as good. Well, there's not as many the, people. Their casino is like a, a metal building, you yeah. know? Yeah. Seen some of those. It's like, uh, that's kind of tough looking. There, well, there ain't nobody there. Not, there are not people gonna... driving from Dallas. To, yeah. You, know? you got to be careful with those places. Well, with the client, clientele, but, um, there's a lot of people using oxygen tanks that also like to smoke. Yes. I don't like open flame with an <laughs> oxygen tank within a foot and a half of it. Well, let me, uh, let me assure you that, let me quell your fears. So oxygen in itself is not flammable. Okay. Oxygen. So if we, if we remember back to our triangle. Good lord. Of fire. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. We have the fuel, which is the material. We have heat. And we have to have oxygen. So by adding oxygen to that triangle, adding a higher concentration, you lower the threshold that you might have naturally for the ignition. So it's just purely a matter of it makes it easier to ignite something. So if you have a flammable fuel plus a high concentration of oxygen, the threshold for heat that has to be uh, achieved may be lower. So that's all it is. No oxygen tank is going to blow up except for if it got so hot in yeah. a fire that it popped off its pressure valve. That's the only thing. Now, hydrogen will Different explode. story. Different story. Different Hindenburg, story. if you think about the height. Yeah, yeah. But, makes sense. But oxygen itself is not flammable. So people, that's one of those things that I think movies have really right. done us a disservice where everybody's like, oh, well, you know, can't smoke around the oxygen. Well... It's not a good idea. Yeah. Because if somebody's on oxygen, they don't need to be well, smoking to begin yeah. with, but it's not going to be flammable. Okay. I didn't mean to well actually you there, but I ran you into damn this. You sure did it though, didn't you? I yeah, ran into this the did. other day where somebody else, I think one of my damn kids said something and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me draw you out this son. Yeah. I have some pamphlets. Do you have any good, uh, kid stories besides? Well, I do. Okay. I do. I do. I do. So we are lucky enough that we have both sets of our parents living relatively close, within about 25 minutes. So we do get, from time to time, a house without three kids in it. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, I at least have on underwear, if not pajama pants, when I sleep. But if the kids are out of the house, I'm sleeping naked, like God intended me to. And normally, I sleep, <laughs> we have a lot of sleep talk, don't we? So normally, I sleep on the edge of the bed. Yeah. Or I will roll over and snuggle Mrs. Gustav, but I don't take up the whole bed. But the other night, I apparently went diagonal in the bed, and she took a picture of me taking up the whole bed. Well, it's naked from the rear. I'm like on my belly, and my ass looked great. I'll tell you this right now. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) But I, as I've mentioned before, I have... A fair amount of body hair below the waist. And my ass is hairy from halfway down, like a bush. Oh, gross. Well, we were out to dinner with my in-laws. That's where dingleberries come from. Mm. I keep that part fairly clean. It's just, I mean, my literal butt cheeks okay. are hairy. Okay. Fur. Furry. Furry. He's Fuzzy. a furry. He is a furry. I'm not a furry. That's one of those things that I say, well, at least I'm not a furry. Yeah. Even though KJ was hanging out with him. So we're out to dinner with my in-laws and my kids and then my brother-in-law and his family. And my wife is sitting there. She was going to show something, a picture to my father-in-law. And my oldest is sitting next to her between she and I. 
And he, as she's scrolling, he looks over. He's like, what's that? Oh, no. And my wife's like, it's your dad's butt. And my oldest, who's just hitting pu- puberty, is, is himself starting to get a little hair in places. He starts going off on a bit. Imagine that. <laughs> about my hairy ass. Because... <laughs> I'll walk through the house naked to go get dressed or whatever right. after I'm out of the shower. I'm not, you know. A prude. A prude. And he goes on and on. And Mrs. Gustav's laughing. And you know how prone Mrs. Gustav right. is to laugh. She does not have a quiet laugh. It is a laugh. Okay. And she's bantering a little bit back and forth. And I'm maintaining it was a good looking ass. You know, right. Real shapely. And... He doesn't get up, but he goes on on a very specific thing about my actual anus. Oh, wow. <laughs> At the restaurant. <laughs> and she's like, no, you don't know. No, you don't know. And I'm like, he's like, well, I've got hair on my anus. <laughs> and I'm like, anus is where we draw the line here. And I'm like, buddy, you just wait. You got me. You're going to be full hairy ass just like me. It's coming. And you know he, but he kept on going, and, sh- and finally Mrs. Gustav shut him down. She's like, "No, you don't know what you're talking. Just you've gone too far. You've done too far." And my father-in-law, who he and I get in trouble a lot together, mm-hmm. he's just shaking his head. Nobody else is the take because we're at a I long table. Say, what is your mother-in-law yeah. saying? Yeah, because usually my mother-in-law gets on to me and my father-in-law, especially when before the kids came along, we'd go out to dinner with them, and he'd have a little bit of you know little brown drink. And I don't need any to get going, <laughs> as we've shown at barbecue places and whatnot. Yeah. And he and I would get, I would egg him on, and I would just feed off of him. And yeah, my mother-in-law would get so mad at us that the veins in her head would start to <laughs> pop out. And, you know, she's an attractive woman, but when she gets riled up, it was quite the thing. But Mrs. Gustav's laughing. We're at the end of the table, and mother-in-law is busy looking at the baby down at the other end. So... None of us got in trouble, but child Gustav thought he was pretty funny. And he is child Gustav. It's, it's uncanny at times. I'd let him be around you and tie some. Y'all would think it was the second coming of him. <laughs> nice. But yeah. So he got, uh, he, and then later that night, Mrs. Gustav was looking at the picture again. She's like, Oh, look, see your balls too. <laughs> wow. But it is a good picture. Uh, it's nice. That's a shapely buttocks there. there. Telling you right. Put, right. One oh, in. that was else. He was saying I had a pancake. He said, he, hey, Dad's got a pancake butt. And she's like, no, he does not have a pancake butt. No, <laughs> he's he's got a nice butt. Just blow that up, put it over the fireplace. And she said, she said about me that I like to think that's one of the reasons that she uh, eventually succumbed to my charms is that I was she was looking at my ass while I was up on a ladder putting Christmas lights up for her, ah. tying this back to our Christmas episode once again. Go. But she maintains that's not the case. I said, well, I'll keep telling myself that because that's what I like to believe. Do you have up Christmas lights at your house? I have not put any up this year, no. Do you generally? I usually do. Yeah. I felt kind of bad. Uh, Yeah, but just like the one string across... Yeah, brunch. that's all I and usually then do. We have like the web lights that are on like the hedges that run okay. in front of the house. And then we really gave up with getting one of those projectors that yeah. shines. All right. How do you, well, how do you feel about that? I it got one last sure year. Sure is easy. Yeah. I got one last year and man, that thing didn't, I didn't like it. I've not done that. But I think it was a low, I mean, don't buy it from a, out of a van. <laughs> no, not from the guy that's also selling speakers. Right. Yeah. Right. Ask you to move a ca- help him move a couch into the back of a van. <laughs> I am going to put out the inflatable Santa blow up thing tomorrow, I think. See, but your house, do you put it past the... No, I put it back. Yeah, because my house, even though I live on the highway, I have a big kind of wall of trees and hedges. Yeah. It's hidden. I mean... It it doesn't show very well, my stuff, but I put it up there for the kids. Just do it for the kids. You know, for the kids. My daughter, the oldest one, she's like, you know, because last year it was, we put up Christmas lights. Shit. So I... Found the light shower, light show thing, yeah. you know. It's great. We tried that, and that was my cop out last year. Right. Because growing up, we did not put Christmas lights well, on you, the house. Well, your neighborhood wasn't exactly and, a uh, high curb appeal neighborhood. Right. And my dad's not a no do 
doing that kind of stuff kind of yeah. his excuse because we lived in an old house his excuse was well we don't have any plugs on the outside of the house so we yeah. can't do it yeah you know? and when my kids were born or when one of them got old enough when we lived in that old right house that last one we lived in that was my excuse as well when she started getting old enough to ask it's like well we don't have any plugs on the outside yeah. of the house well we can run an extension cord like, well, okay, shit. She's so, smarter than y'all were. We so run. we did that, and this year I was like, no, I'm not buying any more lights. I'm yeah, not, ours is pretty pretty minimal. When the wife and I got our first house, and it was a it was a two story, and then I guess the where the living room was is like a vault. It's kind of a vault right. ceiling, and that's how kind of you know mm-hmm. mirrored on the. On the outside. So the last time we really went all out putting lights all around the house and everything, I remember standing on top of a ladder on the top do not stand step mm-hmm. and reaching up with me reaching all the way up like on my tiptoes right. to like clip this plastic light on this house yeah. and managed to do that and survive and got down the ladder and said, never more. That will be the last time I ever do that. Yeah. So we can put lights up here, but you're going to have to come up with a different plan. And we've kind of backed off. Right. Since then. She was very gung ho because it was, it was her first house. Right. So she's right. trying to make exactly. it special exactly. and everything. Let's, let's do everything. But now it's not near as big of a deal. Man, I, I struggled to get the damn family to go even pick out a tree this year. I only had one of them that was even interested. I think because you have boys. Well, I have a daughter. Oh, and yeah, she was right. the only one that was interested. That's right. Yeah. And she's she the gets, youngest. She gets bitten by snakes and she likes She gets Christmas. bitten by snakes right. and likes Christmas. Well, I think that's probably a good place to stop here. All right. Wish you all a Merry Christmas. This will be coming out just a couple of days before Christmas. So Merry Christmas. You and Yorn, happy Hanukkah for our uh, folks of the Judeo faith. Speaking of a, a Longmire, there's a Longmire yep. child right there. Merry Christmas to you, Longmire girl. Well, and Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Cranfield. Hey, Merry Christmas to you guys. God bless us, everyone. Absolutely. Amen. Thanks for listening. Adios. Bye. Brian Downing is the Alabama teabagger. At least that's what people refer to him as. He uh, basically rubbed his genitals on an LSU fan uh, as the fan was passed out. Uh, and he took video of it. The video went viral. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.